0: Welcome to Mindful Musings, where you're invited to join in mindful reflections that encourage and deepen connections with self and others, help build a culture of caring, create a life of purpose, and face challenging transitions in an atmosphere of unity.
1: Today our guest is from Nova Scotia, our very dear friend, Eva Marks McIsaac passionate in so many ways. I am thrilled and um, beyond, I just, I'm just thrilled to have you here, Eva. Welcome. Thank you, Barbara, and thank you, Linda. My pleasure and my honor to be here with you two today.
0: Well, she's one of those people, she's a woman who is embracing with passion the redefining herself, and it's just so wonderful to be on this journey with her and share
1: it with her.
0: Thank you, <laughs> Eva. Tell us how are you,
1: and and how are you, in particular these days with what's happening in the world. Uh, you know, we're here to have musings around a virtue pick, but let's just touch first of all where we're at. Let's set a stage for people, and then we'll do it. Thank you, Barbara. Um, so first, I just I just want to um, take a second, just a second, to acknowledge uh, both yourself, Barbara, and, and you, Linda, for this um, really meaningful gift of service that you're bringing to the world. When I read your introductory paragraphs and your invitations to join, I was so, so happy for you to know that you have found a space where you feel you can be of service, and listening to your first few um, uh, podcasts, um, to just let you know that it's, it's so wonderful to hear the voice of two very caring, passionate, and creative women, and that brings such joy to my heart when I hear you, and now today I get to see you and join you, so I'm really excited, and I found myself musing about, you know, what could we possibly talk about today? (laughs) And it's been really interesting the last few weeks to be thinking of ways to be of service when we are in this state of isolation and self-isolation and social or physical distancing, um, and really realizing how many people are on their own Um, of every age, and every social stature, and every um, physical, emotional, and mental capacity. um, There are people who are really, really struggling, and there are people who are afraid, and there are people who are pondering deeply and discerning deeply. And so, you know, my feeling, my call, my intuition, my A-team, was saying, just offer, offer your space, offer your space and allow people, and I'll use your beautiful phrase, to muse, you know, to just have a comfortable space where they can say whatever it is they need to say and not worry about any judgment or advice giving or rescuing. And the power of that strategy in the Virtues Project, you two ladies know that And it's just been reaffirmed for me over and over again the last three weeks in so many ways and shapes. So today I'm excited to talk about what is the power of using and how can it help us to be of service in our role as companions? And uh, then, you know, maybe we'll do a virtues pick at the end and see which virtue has some guidance for us today around that question.
0: Eva, I'm really hearing an incredible uh, deep discernment of the power of, um, I think when we were speaking just a bit before we started, the the power of that being able to sit knee to knee with somebody even though we can't physically do it. We can get that almost there Um, and the the gift of this technology and and finding ways to do it. it's really interesting because you know, Barbara and I have been working on this project for a while now and we had just started to launch when all of this came up mm-hmm. and all along we've been saying you know s- several times over the last what, year it's like well we should be launching by now we should be launching by now yeah but we're not quite ready we've got to do this oh well, we've got to revamp this and and each time it was okay we're going to go with grace when it's time it'll be time and the fact is that we just pushed the button, really, f- to publish the first episode just before all this social um, distancing stuff started. And, and now we're changing wording to physical distancing because we don't have to distance socially, but just, you know, grace was with us. Yeah, divine timing played its role, didn't it? <laughs> it did. it really did. So it's yeah. really awesome.
1: Yeah, it is. And it continues to play. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> Eva, I, I want to acknowledge your discernment in um, in hearing the message uh, to be of service and to um, just meet people where they're at and offer your space. Mm-hmm. Um, you have an incredible capacity to hold space for people. So, what a gift that is for people who are able to find you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you know, it's been um, very, very powerful, a powerful reminder for me, a beautiful reminder of the gifts we receive in return for that. Um, You know, there's, for all of us, for all of us, there's a lot going on right now, even just in everyday normal stuff, you know. Um, I have two children, and they're both very far away from me right now. (laughs) One is in India, and one is in from the other side of our great country, in Grand Prairie, and I have um, a nephew that is in the midst of New York right now, and my daughter is in India with everything that is happening there, and so I had a choice: I could sit and muse and worry and panic and you know let that ego voice in my head take me to all those nasty places. Um, but I realized ultimately that is a disservice to their souls, because that's not helpful to them, nor is it helpful to myself and my husband. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what is the best way I can honor their spirit? It's to be of service and to be present for them and for others. And then in doing that, it helps my mind, you know, to be in a healthy place and to be functioning in a healthy way, instead of letting that overwhelm, you know, the overwhelm uh, just take over. So, you know, as always, whenever we are there for others, it builds us up, it sustains us, it strengthens us, and it empowers us. And that is, you know, that
0: is such a gift. So on that note, I'd like to mention that uh, you have found a wonderful way of being in service in that you are on Facebook and you have, you post, uh, a 100 Days, 100 Virtues, 100 Virtues for 100 Days. 100 Virtues for 100 Days. Trust me to reverse it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, um, and we will put a link to that below so that people can uh, find your post. Yes, they can Do just that.
1: click for the request to join and uh, very quickly, I will open it up for them and then they can they can choose the, uh, the post that they would like to listen to, yeah. It's a Daily Virtues Pick.
0: Awesome. And we'll get a little bit of a sample of what that looks like as we go on today. We will pick a card, read the card, and then share on how it's speaking to each of us individually. Um, we may pick our own cards, or we may decide to share on somebody else's card. Yeah. Uh, there is, uh, yeah. you know, freedom to, to do it that either way.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: uh, And all that happens is the other people just listen. In respectful silence and really listen so that you can hear the virtues that that person is expressing you can hear the virtues and what they share that they have within them and we give a virtuous acknowledgement at the end of their sharing mm. and that's and I it. think it's, it's uh,
1: you know that the, the conversations that I've had with the people over the last uh, few weeks um, you know there, for some, there were just regular life things that they were dealing with, yeah. and they were doing okay until you know everything happened, and then you know the overwhelm just caused the regular cup to be even more overflowing. And so, <clears throat> you know, what I discovered was that by providing that presence, that that uh, companionship for them, um, the the opportunity to allow someone to empty their cup is just so profound Um, and then they find their own wisdom Mm. when they can you know just let it out just say it and know that the person that is sitting knee to knee with them is non-judgmental is not going to try to rescue them is not going to um, give them advice or say yes that happened to me too and you know this is what i did but to just literally ask the what and the how, and meet them where they are—you know, meet them where they are—and when you do that, they—they just—I know it sounds you know um, superficial or frivolous or silly, but they—they—they they, they find their own wisdom. You know, they answer their own questions. They—they they get an affirmation of the strengths that they have. Through what we see and mirror back to them as their virtues, and and you know, or invite them to consider as a as a, a virtue that could help them. And half more than half the time, they mm-hmm. identify them on their own. You know, I don't have to suggest or advise. <laughs> so you know, those musings are just um, very very powerful. And I'd like to know, you know, uh, maybe just a few seconds from each of you, what's been a moment where you found that need to be moving in a moment of companioning has um, changed the life for another and or for yourself?
0: Well one of the things for me, one of the gifts for me has been um, I was diagnosed with PTSD after years of being diagnosed as, with depression and what have you and finally it was identified for what it was because it's not an easy diagnosis um, coming to the Virtues Project and starting to do Virtues Picks and um, having these opportunities to muse out loud with someone else in a non-judgmental space um, and get in touch with all these character traits within me has brought me to the point where I can say that at this time of COVID-18, I am actually quite peaceful. I am able to maintain a sense of peacefulness because I can now muse in my own head. I can companion myself. Um, So when I am alone with my internal dialogue, it has become much kinder, gentler, respectful, um, and I am able to self-regulate better because I have this tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: such wisdom
0: and so it's a gift that's been given to me and you know i did the whole therapy route i did all sorts of things and actually this has been the most helpful uh tool that i have been given and the circle of people that i have managed to connect with and keep in touch with um so that when I am really in need of companioning from someone else. If I can't get out of my own way in my head, mm-hmm. I do have people with the skills to companion me, to walk with me and just hear me and let me come to my own wisdom. So it's uh, very powerful. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such. Um, mm-hmm. I wish it was a gift we could ensure that every human being had at a very very early age, huh? You know, lots of us working on it. Yeah, and and that's such a great a great uh, responsibility and uh, and joy for us to be able to invite any all others that we connect with. You know, I read a beautiful quote the other day: "Your life is not about you. Your life is about the connections you make with each and every person you meet." That's not an exact quote because I'm not a very good rememberer of quotes, <laughs> but you know, I just thought that's that's it. And when we can connect and be present and invite someone to go in and hear their inner truth, wow, that's the best way to me, the best way to be of service in the world. Barbara, what about for you? Can you ask the question again? What what has been your experience with the power of musing and sitting knee to knee in a companioning space with another? Mm. I think there have been so many situations since I started with the virtues Project, but the ones that really strike me was when my mom was um, moving out of her home into long-term care. Such a difficult time. And we met um, her husband's children for the first time while we were emptying the house that they cohabitated and the incredible difference between uh what they deemed as important and what we deemed as important really showed up Mm -hmm. um and so every day at the end of the day my brother and sister and i would go back to my mom's house because she had a couple of houses but we were back to my where my my brother was staying and um and we would do a virtue speak, and it would help us to reconcile all of what happened during the day um and just to give you a very quick you know when my sister came upon the scene on the day she arrived to come and help empty the house she walked into the kitchen to see one of his daughters standing on the counter with a pile of my grandmother's antique dishes dropping them into a garbage bag onto the kitchen floor these were gold plated um rimmed or whatever and my sister just lost her mind Doing those virtues picks changed everything. It reframed the the chaos, gave us the strength to see our own capacity to hold um, space for these people who didn't quite understand us. And, you know, it was just a beautiful uh, opportunity to reframe in the moment. And then every day we would go back in there with this fresh view. Is you know we didn't bring our baggage in with us because we had sort of let go of it the night before when we did our virtues day. Yeah, that's that's yeah. A, that's that's amazing, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's that the call of the virtues, the invitation and the gift of the virtues mm-hmm. in the moment to allow you to rethink in the midst of the chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, when so often we can go to anger or hurt or. Um, fear or you know whatever um, unhealthy emotion um and you know that's a label don't don't you know stuck on it but just that emotion that is causing us trauma in the moment you know and then when we just have that moment to muse and to be present for each other Mm -hmm. and to say okay let's just empty the cup what the heck was that what just happened and then to say whatever it is we need to say and then to invite ourselves to see what the message of that particular virtue is to help see clarity. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing, Barbara. That that was that that was a uh, a very um, I think it's the right word for it. But it's just it's I don't want to say powerful again because that's that's not it. It it was it was a meaningful expression, a very meaningful expression of the power mm-hmm. of using. Thank you for that. And thank I, you, Carl. Uh, I see the, your, your gift of being able to um, call on your courage to invite your siblings, you know, to say, okay, just a minute now. I think there's something that can be helpful here. And yes. uh, being open to their acceptance and their yes. understanding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that acknowledgement. And for the question, um, it wasn't easy at first. Because there was some resistance about how is this card going to be helpful? How is this word going to make any difference? Um, Yeah. Right. I know when I did the the original 100 Virtues for 100 Days, it was a personal journey of mine where I wanted to have more meaningful conversations in my life and uh, i i chose to use the virtues cards as a way to help me do that and i i literally interviewed almost 100 people over 100 days and we they could pick any topic that they wanted uh something that was meaningful to them and then we did a virtues pick and then we talked about what difference that virtue could make in that situation did they feel that virtue was present if so what what impact was it having, if they felt that virtue was missing, what difference could it make if it had been brought to the table? And, you know, time after time, I could sense in people's um, vocal energy, because these talks, these conversations were all done virtually, the majority of them, Um, I could sense in their, you know, their, their video energy, that was like okay where is she going with this like how is this going to come together you know how can the virtue of cleanliness make a difference on the topic of um you know the high price of oil or whatever you know whatever topic it was um and every single time almost a hundred times that person not me the person was able to draw the lines and make the connections and receive the message of that virtue in the context of that topic or that issue that they were very passionate about.
0: So, thank you. Again, the um, just the understanding of how the integrity that this brings it helps people integrate what, what what's really going on mm-hmm. um, below. And how are you really? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So thank. At this point, Eva, I just wanna ask you to set an intention for our pick. Okay. So we're gonna do a pick, and I have a deck of uh, the beautiful Virtues Reflections cards. So our intention for the pick today is, which virtue has a message for us about the power of using and companion? So Linda, I will ask you to say stop when we are ready.
0: Oh, stop. Oh, <laughs> very interesting. Ooh, prayerfulness. Prayerfulness. So
1: prayerfulness is a relationship with a power greater than ourselves, one that loves us and knows us intimately. We live in the presence of our creator, mindful that every act, decision, and Thought is meaningful. Prayer is quiet reflection that cleanses the mirror of the soul. It is a sacred conversation that opens us up to forgiveness, hope, and renewed intentions. We listen and receive spiritual guidance. We ask for help. Heighten our awareness and watch for it to come. Praying our gratitude keeps us in the flow of grace. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and hidden things that you have not known. Jeremiah 33:3, Judaism. The practice of prayerfulness. I spend sacred time each day. I pray my innermost thoughts, hopes, needs, and fears. I trust, listen, and watch for answers. I continually purify my motives. I have an attitude of gratitude. I live with an awareness of divine presence. I am thankful for the gift of prayerfulness. It connects me to my grace. It connects me to grace. Oh. <laughs> so, Barbara, how does prayerfulness, what message does prayerfulness bring to you today about the power of musing and companion? Mm. well i think what you know what jumped out at me was uh how it cleanses the mirror of the soul um and just you and just you emphasize that as well looked right at the camera when you said it so it, it was like an extra hit when you when i heard it um and for me um I've kind of, I've developed a practice of prayerfulness that's, uh, it's almost constant. I feel like I'm in this constant state of um, connection with the divine within me, uh, the divine within others, uh, and, you know, that omnipresent sort of, divine that's all around us. I just, I feel like every breath and every word that's spoken and every connection that's made is done out of this root. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I have this sort of um, prayer that I've been repeating all my life, which is basically to be the hollow reed. And I'm not looking to be a preacher. I'm just looking to be a bridge to help others um, find their way. And and so I've developed my own sense of prayer, um, my own kind of practice in a way that's more meditative and just um, just I. call it presence holding. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't have books of, of prayers that I read. I, I don't sing prayers, which lots of my friends do, and I love to hear. Um, but I, I just find that when I remember that that's what I'm doing, um, it deepens it. So I, I, like I say, I've, I've sort of developed this constant state. Uh, so it, it can uh, sometimes evade me mm-hmm. and and I don't necessarily feel like I'm being uh, calm or prayerful, um, but to other people, uh, you know, the nature of, of me, they find calming and... Um, helpful in chaotic situations or or problems um, it's really interesting to think because I mean you know it happens a lot when I do virtues picks I immediately think okay well is this appropriate for the topic you know and without fail there's always a gem or two or three that are there and when I first quote for prayerfulness I thought well, uh, you know, hope this won't put somebody off or, you know, I I don't want people to think that if I'm companioning or being present that it's that I'm inviting them to pray, as you know, some people may perceive that. But I just want to honor you for your beautiful description of how being that hollow reed and being in that space of presence is it is providing an invitation to the other. To a form of prayerfulness that is them that reflects their divinity that reflects their way of being um, and that is such a beautiful gift so you know thank you for that um, and you know you you mentioned that wonderful sense of um awe that you have in mm-hmm. the presence of divinity around you and in you mm-hmm. and i would add of the divine that you are oh Thank you so much. I just got covered in goosebumps. Thank you so much,
0: Eva. Barbara, I really want to acknowledge the deep faith that you have in the power of your presence, the hollow reed, uh, prayerfulness, and your commitment to serving others. That's what I'm hearing.
1: Thank you, Linda. Mm -hmm. And so, Linda, how, what message did the virtue of prayerfulness bring to you today with respect to the power of using and companion?
0: Well, you know, um, the power of this whole process is when I first was in the early days of my healing journey, I, I actually went to uh, Alanon And, um, you know, I was in such a hurt, wounded phase and angry, and whatever. Um, I couldn't even say the Lord's Prayer because of all the references to men and this and that. And I was very wounded and very, because I had, you know, been through some pretty traumatic situations um, in my personal relationships with men. And so um, it took me a while. You know to ease my way into being able to be prayerful and i find that the connection of um between prayerfulness and and what this work that we do with with the virtues cards and and, you know doing virtues picks with people and companioning people using the strategies of the virtuous project is that really getting in touch with One who loves us and knows us intimately, that it allows us to have that experience more directly, more personally on the ground um, in a way that brings that distant one that we might have with with whatever our concept of a higher power, greater energy, something outside or bigger than ourselves um, it helps make it more, uh, closer, um, so that we, it it made the living in the presence of our creator, the the great spirit, whatever, um, more meaningful to me, um, and brought it closer to really getting an understanding of this, that, uh, you know, being mindful that every act, decision and thought is meaningful. Mm -hmm. So um that's that's really um you know this this prayer is a quiet reflection cleansing the mirror of the soul well that's what this companioning type activity does for me is it provides opportunities for us to to hold space for each other for those quiet reflections um, so that we can cleanse our own mirrors and see who we truly are um, behind all the chaos and the, the, the busyness and the, the doing of life um, to get really in touch with the being uh, together so um, yeah allows these sacred conversate conversations again um, it's a form of prayer yeah. it's a form of prayerfulness with um, mm-hmm. together so yeah that's the that's the connection for me yeah
1: yeah
0: and I Linda
1: I just want to acknowledge you for your openness to um, not giving up on prayerfulness you know to, to just be open to the million different ways that you know we can be in a state of prayerfulness and for, for finding the way that works for you and you know to, stick, to be continue despite you know those, those horrific feelings that initially came to you in, in what was, in the moment, being defined as prayerfulness. And yeah. you know, continuing your journey, your commitment to say, I know there's something there. <laughs> oh, there's something there. There's I obviously know. something greater than me at work here. <laughs> I have to keep searching.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Very beautiful. One of the things I'd like to share with people, too, is right now that we're in the COVID virus days and being encouraged to wash our hands so often, Yes, um, I find that what I do is I say silent prayers for the healing of the world. Yes, um, while I'm washing my hands, like I just uh-huh. close my Beautiful. eyes while I'm doing Beautiful. it. It's very meditative, yeah. and it really regrounds me and brings me back. And then another time, I'll do it with gratitude for all the things that I have to be grateful for in this time. You know that I have a roof over my head, that I, I have clothes to wear, I have uh clean water to be washing my hands in i have food to eat um you know my children at this point are healthy and yeah so again all the yeah it can be a mindful meditation washing my hands yeah linda i want to acknowledge
1: the uh, sincerity in which you told your story i just you know it's so important for us to be honest with ourselves Uh, with with what's happened or happening and so i really heard you know that sincerity come out when you're talking about place when you began that journey um and just to acknowledge that is is so important um for the healer for the for the individual so i just want to thank you for modeling that um you know, and and here you are on the other side of it now, with a, with a very different story. <laughs> <Yeah>. Eva. Yes. <laughs> how about for you? Oh, the message is for me. the The message, the gift that the virtue of prayerfulness is bringing to me today, in relation to the power of musings and companionship you know, it's one phrase that jumps out in particular is, you know, that every act, decision and thought is meaningful. And so if that's the case, then I want to be really, I want to act with great integrity and discernment about which thoughts I want to be having, mm-hmm. you know, and that is, that is a choice. I believe um, it takes for me, it takes constant practicing of that, you know, to, to, to hear the voice in my head and to say, you know, I'm choosing not to have those thoughts right now. And I'm choosing to go to my thoughts of gratefulness or my thoughts of um, awe and wonder, you know, and to replace the ones that um, are not serving me well in the moment. And I do believe that that same um, process happens when we sit knee-to-knee with someone and we create a space for them to empty their cup and to seek their own wisdom and to go inside and what I've been finding lately is that once people say something that's in their head that they think is awful like, why am I thinking this? This is so wrong of me to be thinking this or whatever. Once they say it out loud and we give them the space and the permission to say it out loud, it doesn't, it doesn't carry the weight and the power that was eating away at them anymore. And so that, to me, is a beautiful way of praying. You know. And I remember probably 20 years ago, I was with a group of women. We were sitting knee to knee and we were having a conversation about prayer. And it, it, it wasn't a religious group or a or a, a community of faith. It was a group of adult women having a fun evening, a weekend together. And and this topic of prayer came up. And I remember saying to my friend, because she had expressed how helpful prayerfulness was for her. And I, who grew up in a in a community of faith, who went to church, who you know had a, a mother of profound faith, has a mother of profound faith. I said man i wish i knew how to pray and she just looked at me and she said what do you mean and i said i i I want to learn how to pray Mm -hmm. and she said pray every moment pray Mm -hmm. every day do the things that linda just expressed while you're washing your hands while you're walking down the street gratitude and i remember thinking oh it's not it's not a process i don't open a book and learn how to pray there's not a description you know that is the one and only way and that was such a beautiful message and this virtue today has reminded me that in that space of companioning and musing we are providing the opportunity for someone to find how they will pray how it will be meaningful for them how they can look inside and cleanse the mirror of their soul. So it was a beautiful reminder and a gift. In today. Beautiful. Wow. Eva, I, I just am touched by the steadfastness that you've, you've been on this journey for a really long time. <laughs> and so I don't want to age you. Yes. <laughs> that, you know, but it, it's, um, it's beautiful to recognize, I think, that your steadfastness to um, just stick to what's true, what's meaningful for you. It's really led you um, to lots of great places. And, and this, uh, this idea of uh, praying every moment um, it it reminds me of you. You have a, uh, a way about you that's very um, divine. I don't know how else to say it, but
0: yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. So for me, uh, Eva, what I'm hearing is so much like the wisdom and the discernment that through the companioning, we are actually praying it's a sacred conversation that opens us to forgiveness hope and renewed intentions that we listen and receive spiritual guidance that we ask for help heighten our awareness and watch for it to come so you know and and it helps get in touch with the gifts within that we all have Um, that we can then use, you know, that's our strength. Those are our God-given gifts and capacities. So uh, really that, that deep grasp and understanding and, and appreciation for the power of prayerfulness in that's available in our everyday conversations. And almost, you know, as you're sharing, I'm thinking, it's like, well, we, we learn to pray through prayers, maybe that we memorize and what have you. And that's wonderful. And yet, what are they teaching us? If you listen to the words of prayers, they're asking for help and guidance. They're calling on God to give us the strength, the wisdom, all these capacities, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to let us use them. And so, yeah, just that that incredible integration into uh, taking it from a book or... A ritualized process into learning how to use it in everyday conversation and making everyday prayerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's really
1: it's a great reminder for me to remember that when I when I make a conscious decision to be present for someone else that I have entered a place of prayerfulness mm. um, for myself and hopefully for the other person and you know, this, the musing and the companioning with the power of prayerfulness, um, just as the affirmation says, you know, it connects me and the person I'm with to grace. And that's, that's our ultimate quest, isn't it? To feel the presence of grace and to know that all is well and that I am enough. I love That's the idea a journey, that. ladies. <laughs> I love I love the idea that that uh, that not only we are connecting uh, to grace, but that grace is empowered by our connection, mm-hmm. yeah. and that grace is being um, growing clearer and growing, growing stronger, and growing its own empowerment as we come online with it how beautifully set by the hollow reed thank you (laughs) this is empowered when we are present for each other Mm. yeah thank you eva for joining us on this wonderful adventure today through the virtue of prayerfulness
0: Mm -hmm. It's an honor to be with you. Okay, I'm going to go backwards because I reverse things. That's my day. Mm-hmm. 100 virtues for 100 days. 100 days. Mm-hmm. So uh, the link will be provided uh, for people who want to check that out. And we invite you to do that. And we invite you to get in touch with us as well if you would like to join us as a guest or join uh, sharing circle
1: with us. Thank you so much for your time and your presence and your beautiful words and your wonderful gifts of service, Linda and Barb. Thank you. Thank you, Tarifa. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Have a great day.
0: (laughs) Thank you for joining us in Mindful Musings today. We always welcome courteous and respectful feedback in the comments section below. And if you enjoyed spending time with us, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us online, click the link to visit our site, synergyetc.ca.